Chapter 6, Always. This is a fun chapter for me because it talks about principles that will constantly remove the struggle of travel and make it more predictable and enjoyable. Number one, always turn around and look back as you walk away from where you've been sitting. I can't tell you the number of times I've left something sitting on a seat or on the floor behind me. This is one of the most important processes you will consistently perform regardless of where you are and what you're doing. Always turn around and glance at the place you just walked away from to make sure you didn't leave your wallet on the counter, your water bottle in the chair, or your Bose earbuds didn't fall on the floor. This is my top lean travel principle. Number two, always carry things in the same place. Remember the phrase, a place for everything and everything in its place? Make sure you always put your headsets, your glasses, your electronics, your passport, or anything else you're using in the same assigned pocket. This will eliminate enormous amounts of wasted time searching for your stuff and you will lose fewer things because you know to always scan their specific places to make sure you have them. It will take you less time to unpack in the hotel room and less time to repack when you leave. Three, always give your smile first. If you were born with a smile on your face, you will love giving that smile to people as you travel around the world. Greet everybody you encounter with it. When you travel, you encounter many people who are out there serving you and helping you. You should be grateful in your heart that they are willing to do this, and you should start off the relationship by treating them with a huge smile. I'm going to go off script here for one minute. I just posted a video not that long ago called Paul's First Job. You know, when I was 13 years old, the first job I ever did was selling flowers on the corner on 24th Street in National City. And the interesting thing about that is I was making upwards of $70 a night. And this was like more than 40 years ago. And I was 13 years old. How did I do that? It was so simple. It was unbelievable. Every time a car pulled up to that corner and the customer rolled down their window, I looked at him and I smiled and I said, sir, would you like to buy some flowers? That simple smile did everything. And I outperformed every other kid on every other corner by three and four times because I smiled and they did not. It is such a simple principle. Give your smile. It is so powerful. Four, Always hand your passport to the customs official right side up with your ticket inside. Everything is a process, including boarding the plane and going through security. Make the process work more smoothly for you. Don't make people struggle to clear you through the gate or security or customs. When you properly orientate your paperwork, people will appreciate your extra effort. Five, always be the last one on the plane. Well, Almost always. You heard me talk about this principle a little bit in a chapter just preceding this one, but I will also go into more depth on how it can be very beneficial in most cases, so stay tuned. Six, always sit or stand close to the door on a bus. Now, I'm going to go off script here for a minute. This is a very, very strategic principle. This is particularly important when you're on a rental car bus. So it is important to be positioned near the door so that you're the first one off when it opens. The line for picking up rental cars can be a nightmare. There are great rental car agencies out there like Enterprise, but there are times when you have to use other companies who are less efficient. 
Be the first person off the bus and you will save yourself a lot of waiting in line. The same thing goes when you're getting off the plane or boarding a bus to take you to the terminal. There are times when you get off a plane, you go down the steps and you wait below for your luggage that might have been put in the back of a small plane. Well, I see time and time again, people rush to get off the plane and then everybody stand there in cold, wet, rain while they're waiting to get the bags off the plane. And I'm going, what are you people thinking? I casually just sit on the plane, let everybody file past me. I'm the only one sitting on the plane. I'm warm. I'm comfortable. I'm reading. I'm answering my email. And everybody's out there shivering in the cold while they unload this plane. It is the craziest thing. You have to think about the position where you are. Don't necessarily become a part of the herd mentality and just do what everybody else is doing. Oftentimes, think outside the box. You'll be shocked at how beneficial this will become. One more example is a lot of times you have to get off a plane and then get onto a bus, which then takes you to the terminal. And again, I see the same thing. Everybody rushing to get on this bus. And what happens? They get packed right in the center. Not me. I always wait to the very last minute. And you know what? Who's the last one to get on the bus? Paul, who's the first one to get off the bus? Paul, who's the first one to get through security? Paul, who's the first one to get the rental car? Paul. So you can see being a little thoughtful about the processes of getting on and off the bus can be very beneficial. Seven, always put your overhead luggage above you or in front of you. As you are going down the aisle to get on the plane, you should look at an overhead compartment and consider putting your bags in a position in front of where you're sitting. Why? If you get to your seat and you have to put your bags behind you because the overhead storage is full, when it comes time to deplane, you will need to wait for everyone else to get off before you can go back to retrieve your bag. I have put my bag in the overhead compartment in first class when I can see that the rest of the plane storage is looking full. Now, you may say to me, Paul, you just told me in the last one, it wasn't important to get off the plane first. Well, if you check your bags, that's the case. It doesn't matter. But if you keep your bags with you and you're deplaning into a terminal, that means the sooner you get off the plane, the sooner you can get to the rental car and so forth and so on. So sometimes it's very important to be the first one off the plane or as soon as possible Other times, it doesn't matter, and it will be very strategic for you to get off at the appropriate time. The most important thing is be thoughtful about every process. Eight, always look to help others with their overhead bags. If everyone would just help the people around them get their bags down from the overhead storage, particularly people who are smaller and don't have the strength to easily lift them up and down, the time it would take to deplane the aircraft would be cut in half. If you ever want to observe waste, the waste of waiting, just watch how inefficiently people deplane an aircraft. I'm going to go off script here. This is like my biggest pet peeve in the whole world. From a lean thinker standpoint, to watch people get off a plane and get their luggage down is the most clumsy thing you've ever seen in your life. If I was running the airlines, I would solve the whole problem in short order. I would create a funny little video showing how if people just helped each other around them, that they could deplane in half the time and the cost of the airline tickets would actually go down because the expensive planes would not be sitting on the tarmacs empty so long. 
you could create this video, play it just before everyone landed, and everyone would be educated on helping one another and being friendly to one another so you could get off that dumb plane a little faster instead of waiting for 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, to get your turn to get off that plane. Nine, always tell the flight attendant what great service they have provided. How would you like to be stuck in an aluminum tube for 30% of your life? These people work hard to make your flight enjoyable, and you should go out of your way to always have an attitude of gratitude, particularly when you're exiting the plane. I'm going to go off script. That's when I do it. I get to the very end of the aisle. The flight attendants are there, generally smiling and saying, thank you very much, and I say to them, Great service. I really appreciate it. And nine times out of 10, they look at me with almost shock. They go, wow, thank you so much. 10, always tell the pilot what a great landing they made. I'm a pilot. And as a pilot, I can't tell you one of the greatest feelings in the world is when your passengers tell you, wow, that was a nice landing. In the aviation world, they say, Any landing you walk away from is a good landing. So technically, if you're alive and well, regardless of how rough the landing seems, the pilot did a great job. Let them know. I'm going to go off script again here. Specifically, this is what I do. I get to the end. I thank the flight attendant. Thanks for the great service. I literally crane my head around into the cockpit and I say, great landing. And they generally turn around just a little bit with a little bit of a smile. They go, wow, I don't ever hear that. That is so cool. Well, I'm a pilot and I know what that feels like. That is just spectacular for someone to say that. So take a little extra effort. Make someone's day a little better. You'd be surprised how much better a person it will make you. 11. Always take out your earphones as the flight attendant approaches. I have a friend, Barb, who is a flight attendant on Alaskan Airlines, and she gave me a lot of great advice about how to be a good traveler. Of course, I asked her the question. I'm going off script right now. I said, Barb, you know, what makes a really good passenger? I was asking her one day, and this is what she told me. One of her pet peeves is people who leave their earphones in their ears when she is asking them what they want to drink. Often she has to repeat herself several times which hampers her ability to serve all passengers efficiently. All we need to do is be a little mindful as the flight attendants approach and pull out her earphones, anticipating a question so they don't have to repeat themselves 10 times in the course of three or four rows. Do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. 12. Always leave the bathroom on the plane cleaner than you found it. I don't know anybody who likes to walk into a dirty public restroom. Leave the bathroom a little bit better than you found it. Pick up the paper off the floor and drain and wash the sink out. If everyone in the world just thought this way, can you imagine how much more pleasant our lives would be? I'm going to go off script here. One of the hallmarks of FastCap, my company, is our bathrooms. They are sparkling clean with bidet toilet seats. It's a manufacturing facility, and our bathrooms look better than the Ritz-Carlton, and I am not exaggerating. The way we've done that is we've trained our people to treat other people with respect. And when you leave a bathroom and you leave it in perfect condition, you're basically saying, I respect the next person that comes there. And when you approach life this way, when you have this attitude that other people are important, it projects through 
every facet of your life. So if we can get people to do something as mundane as maintain a sparkling bathroom at our company, that mentality translates to the workbench, the work area, to their home, to their car, and everywhere else. So I say if you really want to see what lean is all about, I challenge you to walk into any public bathroom and leave it a little bit better than you found it. Again, if everyone did that, could you imagine what the world would be like? 13. Always check in early and carry the confirmation number with you on your phone. It's not always possible, but make it your routine to copy and paste your confirmation number into your calendar and into the online check-in system. This way, you avoid mistakes and the inconvenience of going through hundreds of emails to find your confirmation number. Back to the eight ways. I'm going off script here. Going through all those emails, that's the waste of over-processing. You see, waste is everywhere, but if you have a great process where you can easily retrieve in a predictable way every time the confirmation number, you're not going to waste your time, your energy, looking for things that you don't need to look for because you were thoughtful about the process. If you're running late, go straight to security. I create a screenshot of my boarding pass on my iPhone by holding down the home button and the on-off button at the same time. The screenshot gets stored with my photos. I show the screenshot when I'm checking in and it works perfectly. I don't even need the electronic boarding pass to get on the plane. So I'm going to go off script here. I hope you understood what I just said. I never use the electronic boarding pass. Why? Because when I have to retrieve it, I have to open up my emails, click on it, click back and forth and do all this nonsense. But if I do a screenshot of the electronic boarding pass, it's always in my photos. It's basically one, two clicks and it's there absolutely for sure. That process has enhanced my travel dramatically, and it's a cool little trick. The second thing I've done, and I don't talk about this in a later chapter, so I really want to go into it now, is the way I manage my travel documents in my calendar. So as soon as I make an airline reservation, I immediately do a screenshot of the confirmation on my phone or on my computer. That's in my photos. Then I copy and paste that information into the calendar event. I actually color code all my calendar events according to the item. So for instance, if I'm doing public speaking, that is green. If it's a flight, it's blue. That represents the sky. If it's orange, it means it's a health endeavor, like going to run a marathon or doing a triathlon. So every part of my calendar is color-coded. But the important thing is the moment, or just in time, the moment I make that reservation, I take all those details and through a very careful and thoughtful process, I apply them to my calendar along with the confirmation number so I never, ever, ever search for that thing. It is a waste of time going through hundreds of emails trying to find the confirmation number so you can check in early or you can confirm something over the phone or whatever it is. So make your process or routine very clear and you will save yourself so many headaches and life and travel will be blissful.
So as most of you know, I love this off-script stuff. Forget about reading the book. And as I <laughs> told you about that last experience, how important it is to do a screenshot, Greg, our sound engineer who's recording this, said, Greg, what did you say? <laughs> well, yeah, I was coming back from Hawaii, racing through security, had my phone logged into the airline account with my ticket right there on it, and then my account timed out just as I'm handing it to the security guy. I tried to pull it back up. It wanted me to log back in. Just a huge mess. And then he says, uh, we don't have time for this. Go get a paper ticket. Had to go back to the counter, get a paper ticket, come back, wait in line again. I could have saved all that time by just doing the screenshot, like you said, which of course, on my next trip, I did that. I know. You know, the funny thing about all this lean thinking, sure, it's going to save you the time. And the time is very valuable to you Mm -hmm. and me. There's no question about that. But what lean thinking really does for me, Greg, is it makes my life more enjoyable. I don't struggle. And because I don't struggle, I'm emotionally more fit to do a better job in my life, if you will. But when you're struggling and everything's just a little bit of a hassle, you get an attitude. And I'm not into (laughs) having an attitude. I like to be happy, man. And good processes make me happy. Absolutely. And make sure your battery on your phone is juiced up enough that you can show them a photo when you get to the line. Exactly. I think we're on number 14. 14. Always bring your own thermos. I always travel with my stainless steel Starbucks coffee mug. It's super convenient. My drinks stay hot, and I've always got water, coffee, or tea to keep hydrated. An added bonus, I can't tell you the number of times people have complimented me on how beautiful my thermos is. I didn't just buy a thermos. I bought a beautiful thermos that not only makes me feel good when I look at it, but it makes me want to drink more because it's stunning in the way it was crafted. I sometimes laugh at all the environmentalists that are out there concerned about all the plastic and waste that is generated from water bottles and paper cups. The whole problem could be solved with a simple campaign to get personal and reuse your own drink container. If everyone did this one simple thing, all the packaging waste eliminated would be staggering. So go buy the highest quality, sexiest drink container you can find. Hydrate your body and save the earth. 15. Always keep your passport and wallet in the same pocket. Throughout this book, I have used the word routine in place of discipline. This is deliberate. I learned this concept from What Makes Olga Run, a book about Olga Kotelko, a 90-year-old Canadian woman who is in excellent condition and still participates in track and field at a very high level. Kotelko's routines, not her discipline, have kept her in such great shape. As the author Bruce Garrison so keenly observed, routines remove the vagary of discipline. Don't say to yourself, you need to remember to put your passport and wallet in the same pocket all the time. Rather, make it your routine. That way you are never saddled with the inconvenience of misplacing or losing those important items. And you can always retrieve them fast and easy. Never rely on discipline to maintain exceptional habits. It is better to develop strong routines. 
16. Always carry a pen with you for filling out the customs forms. I spent a good part of my life stressing out when the custom forms were handed out because I didn't have something to write with. Now I always keep a cheap, lightweight pen in my backpack for filling them out. I can't believe how much this simple thing has streamlined the travel process for me. In addition, I memorized my passport number, 46, oh, four, no, I'm not going to tell you. No, I won't say it online here. I memorized my passport number, which makes filling out those forms that much easier. Another trick with customs forms is to know the name of the hotel where you're staying. Information that is often requested on the forms. If you don't remember, don't stress out. Customs officials rarely care what the name of the hotel is. I usually just call it something like where the area is that I'm staying. For example, if I'm going to Baja, I write down the Baja Hotel. If I'm in Astana, Kazakhstan, I write down the Hilton in Astana. Customs officials have not questioned me about this even once. Don't let me get started about the waste that these documents have created in the world. I'm sure somewhere there must be a room filled with billions of these little white forms from countries all over the world. You would think at some point they would have digitized them. We are living in the 21st century, aren't we? 17. Always fill out the customs forms as soon as you get it on the plane. Remember, one of the main tenets of lean is to not create batch work, piles, or to-do lists. Great lean processes allow you to do everything just in time as the demand is received. Don't wait on anything. Take care of it right away at that moment. If you fill out the customs forms right away, you can peacefully rest for the duration of the flight. Procrastination is the friend of failure and chaos and a whole host of other things that will reduce the quality of your life. Avoid it at all costs. 18. Always get your visa in advance. The truth is, you can travel almost anywhere in the world and get off the plane and get an emergency visa at the airport. However, acquiring a visa after you land when you are tired, hungry, and ready to do something besides wait in line can be a real drag. For me, it's worth paying a little extra money to get pre-approved and secure the visa ahead of time. It's one less thing I have to contend with when I'm traveling in a foreign country. 19. Always take an apple and nuts as a snack. It would be nearly impossible for you to walk up to me and not find an apple or nuts in my backpack. I love life, so I take my health seriously and refuse to eat junk food because I wasn't prepared enough to bring a healthy snack. I only fuel this Ferrari, my body, with the best quality food. I'm going to go off script here. My wife and I recently just flew back from New Zealand and Australia, and we flew business class. It was wonderful. It was a very long flight, and I appreciated all the extra niceties that went along with that. But you would think flying business class, I would say, oh, well, the food's going to be fantastic. And indeed, generally speaking, the food is very good in business class, but it's not always healthy. I got on that plane with four apples, a couple bananas, and an orange. And I got off that plane with a couple apples and an orange. I didn't rely on business class feeding me healthy food. I relied on Paul feeding me healthy food. I'm serious about my health. It's why I look the way I look. And I'm very thoughtful about every process, including the way I eat. That's all documented in my book, Lean Health. 
I document my entire transformation, how I basically went from 217 pounds to 170 pounds. I'm a triathlete, and I could run circles around most 18-year-olds, and I'm 56 years old. 20. Always carry your luggage onto the plane. There are two concepts here that are important to note. First, if you need to check your bag, you are bringing too much stuff. And second, maintaining control of your luggage is a surefire way to maintain control of your travel. There's nothing worse than losing a bag. Once when my wife and I were traveling to Aspen, I had all my ski gear packed in my bag. I wasn't planning to check it, but the overhead compartments were full, so I had no choice but to check it in at the gate. When we got off the plane, somebody grabbed my bag that was sitting on the jetway, and I grabbed theirs. At the hotel, I opened up my suitcase and realized that none of the things inside were mine. We had very similar cases, so the mistake was easily understandable. But that didn't solve the problem. As a result, we had to purchase thousands of dollars worth of ski clothes at a very expensive store in Aspen. I've since added some kind of mark on the outside of my luggage, an orange ribbon, a sticker, my business card, whatever it is, that allows me to quickly identify my luggage from everyone else's. Now it would be nearly impossible to grab the wrong bag, especially since I rarely check it. 21. Always arrive one hour before your flight. I once had a young girl ask me what the key to life was, and I told her it was to understand the power of margin. Having a little margin, or in this case, a little extra time or resources at your disposal, will come in very handy. This particularly applies to the aviation industry. You never know what the check-in lines are going to look like or how slow security will be. Believe me, they can both really surprise you. Someone once told me that the real adventure starts when everything goes wrong, but I don't ascribe to that at all. The real adventure starts when things go as planned and you have the freedom and flexibility to do whatever you want to do. Arriving early at the airport helps you ensure that happens. 22. Always go to your gate and confirm it is the correct one before you go shopping or to the lounge. In the past, if I had an hour before I needed to get to the gate, I would go get a cup of coffee or head to the airport lounge. Never again. I've had gates change on me and had to rush to an entirely different terminal to get to the new gate in time for my flight. Large airports like Dallas-Fort Worth or Chicago O'Hare can really throw some curveballs at you. So go to the gate, make sure you understand exactly where your plane departs from, then go get the coffee. I'm going to go off script here because I had one of the most amazing things happen to me. I have been invited to do some awesome things. And last summer, I was invited to go to Saint-Tropez on vacation for a few days with Aiden, the president of the BI group in Kazakhstan. Aiden did something so special for me. He arranged for a private helicopter to pick me up in Nice, France, and fly me to Saint-Tropez and land me in his backyard on his villa overlooking the water. It was a spectacular experience. But there was one problem. The plane was delayed leaving Vancouver and arriving in Frankfurt. 
The result was there was a strong chance I would miss my connection flight. And I was landing in Frankfurt. And if any of you have ever been to Frankfurt, it's a massive complex. The plane that I was taking to Nice, France was an entirely different terminal. I asked the flight attendant, did she think I would make it? She said, impossible. It was a minimum of a 45-minute walk to get from one terminal to the other, and there was no way to get there faster. I said, you know what? I've been training for an Ironman, and I'm pretty fit. I'm going to go for it. I don't care. I got off that plane with my suitcase in my backpack. I clipped my backpack in, pulled that strap tight, and began to run full speed. And I'm going to tell you, I was suffering because it was not easy. I was hot. I was sweaty. That suitcase was heavy. But I said, I will not give up. I traversed that airport in 20 minutes and arrived at that gate as the door was swinging shut, drenched in sweat. And all I can say is, thank God I was in great health because sometimes these airports can throw the biggest curve at you and a little extra time is nice. Unless, of course, you're training for an Ironman. Plus, there was no way in the world I was going to miss that private helicopter flight. 23. Always ask for the emergency exit row aisle seat. If you like being a sardine, don't ask. But any flight attendant or traveler in the country will tell you the normal seats on a plane are uncomfortable and that you are much better off if you get the emergency exit row. I'm shocked at the number of people that file onto a plane and sit in their assigned seat without trying to get a better one first. 24. Always ask local residents for their insight. Get really good at asking questions. You can get so much information if you learn to ask even simple questions. In Patagonia, our guide told us the very best time to come back and hike was December and January. I asked her... If she was coming back, when would she go? She said between Christmas and New Year's. The weather is great. There aren't many people. It was great advice. If you don't dig and ask a lot of questions, you're going to miss out on some prime nuggets. On our trip to Chile, Argentina, we asked our guys what restaurants they would eat at. I never asked them where a good restaurant is. I wanted to know the ones the guides go to. They live there, so they know all the local favorites. They know where the best value and the best quality converge. Some of the best restaurants I've ever eaten at in my life have been on the advice of Santi, our guide in the region. One was a steakhouse in Bariloche, Argentina. The other one was in Puerto Varas, Chile, which had the best king crab I've ever eaten in my life. Ask, ask, ask. Dig, 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 and discover gold. 25. Always double check. On a recent trip, we had to turn around no less than five times for people who forgot stuff. Chip and Kathy forgot their coat. Morgan forgot his laptop at one stop and his wallet at another stop. We had to take a ferry back to an island to retrieve it. Lisa forgot her phone at the breakfast table. All this happened in the course of one week. So much time was wasted going back to retrieve these things. Lisa had to do without her iPhone to take pictures in Patagonia for seven days before the phone could finally be transferred to a city and meet up with us. 
this backtracking could have been avoided with a quick double check each time. Remember the principle earlier on. Number one, always look back as you walk away. 26, always say thank you. Whatever you do, don't wait until the end of a trip to say thank you. Say it throughout the entire experience. It will change everything. A thank you is the extension of your gratefulness, and a grateful heart will make everything infinitely better. 27. Always pack two days before your trip. There are two advantages to doing this. First, it removes all the stress and anxiety of having to pack at the last minute. If you prepare yourself in advance, you can sit back and enjoy the experience. Second, you give yourself time to mull over the details of the trip and come up with anything you might have not packed. This makes it less likely you're going to forget something, making the trip that much more successful. 28. Always check the five-day weather forecast before you leave. I use an app called MegaWeather, which gives me a 10-day forecast and a nice overview of what I can expect the weather to be like at my destination. By knowing the weather you are going to encounter on your trip, you can avoid the need to buy clothes you could have brought with you from home. 29. Always take a look at Google Maps to orientate yourself before you arrive. This helps you create a map in your mind of your destination. You learn where the airport is, where the hotel is, and where the place is you're traveling to. It will save you a lot of time because you will be able to understand travel distances, times, and directions better. You'll enjoy your destination so much more if you don't get lost. Orientate yourself. 30. Always check the local tipping customs in every country you will be visiting. In many countries, tipping is not necessary. In other countries, the tip is automatically added in to everything you buy. If you do a Google search to learn the norms, you can save yourself a lot of money and angst. 31. Always check to see if the U.S. dollars are widely accepted in a country. More and more, I find that businesses around the world will accept U.S. dollars, which means you do not have to pay in local currency. When you exchange money, you lose a lot of value through poor exchange rates and high fees. So it is to your advantage to avoid it. Again, it helps to do a quick Google search to find out before you go. For example, if you search, does Thailand accept U.S. dollars? You will learn that it generally does not. However, if you are in Chile, the last place you would expect them to accept the greenbacks, many times they do. 32. Always confirm the price and details of any transaction before you commit to it. When someone quotes you a price, repeat it back to the person and confirm the details. I cannot tell you the number of times I've said yes to something and then I get halfway into the deal and find out it's costing me much more than I anticipated. Trust me, you can afford taking five seconds to nail down the details. 33. Always confirm and repeat all all directions before you leave the person helping you. Repeating the directions is so important. By doing so, you make sure you didn't misunderstand them and you cement them in your mind. 34. 
always take notes immediately on the details. If someone tells you something, don't tell yourself you will remember to write it down at a later time. Record everything now, just in time, using one-piece flow and shunning batch work. For example, if someone says, let's meet at 8 o'clock, immediately set an alarm on your phone for 7.45. It's as simple as saying, hey Siri, set an alarm for 7.45. In the time it takes to say those words, your life will become much less complicated and you will eliminate the ups and downs and unevenness that so many people experience in life. In addition, by writing things down, you force yourself to double-check the details of what the person is telling you, confirming there are no defects, no mistakes, and no waste. This saves a lot of grief later. Remember, Lean is all about creating processes that eliminate defects, mistakes, and wasted time, and rework. All these tips are clear processes that do exactly that. As I'm recording this, Greg's hearing me say this, and he says, you know, another improvement would be just to record them giving you directions. And I thought, that's exactly what Lean's all about, continuous improvement. Greg's idea is even better than mine. You record it. There's no way you can make a mistake. You can play it back over and over again. What a brilliant idea. Great job, Greg. Okay, 35. Always compare at least three restaurants before deciding where to eat. When looking for a restaurant to eat at, I used to always go into the first one that looked good. After dinner, I would continue my stroll down the street only to find there was a much better restaurant just steps away. Now I make it my practice to review at least three or four restaurants before I decide where to eat. 36. Always put your razor in a case. To save weight and space in my suitcase, I switch from electric razor to a disposable razor. When I packed it up for the trip, I would toss it into my shaving kit without putting it into a case first. Then one time I reached in and pulled out the razor and those super sharp four blades slipped my finger open like a stuck pig. I spent the next week nursing that very painful cut. 37. Always leave a tip for the maid. We rarely see them, and they work so hard. I always marvel at how clean my room is and how perfectly the bed is made, even when I leave it in such a mess. I love to think about the people we really never see and do something to show them my gratitude. 38. Always build extra margin into everything you do. If the meeting time is 8.30, don't plan on arriving at 8.30. Plan on arriving at least 10 minutes early. That way, if something comes up, you will still be early enough to alleviate the stress associated with rushing to get there on time. Being punctual also makes sure you won't be branded inconsiderate by the group you are meeting. 39. Always remember, slow is fast. One time I was rushing to get on my seat on the bus when I moved too quickly up the aisle and caught my coat pocket on one of the seatbelt mechanisms, ripping my down coat wide open. Did rushing save me any time? No. It cost me extra time. Worse, I had to find a replacement for my $300 Patagonia coat because I was in a very cold climate in Patagonia, actually, and couldn't afford to go without one. When you start to rush, beware. Slow down. You could save yourself from a costly mistake. 40. 
always keep your roll-on suitcase in the center of the check-in counter and out of sight of the person checking you in. If you get to a check-in agent who is overzealous about the weight limitation, he will make you weigh the suitcase and then make you check it if it's only a half a pound over the limit. It makes no difference whether or not it will fit in the overhead. If the agent can't see the suitcase, they won't question it. Just be prepared when they ask you if you have anything to check in, say, nope, just carry on. 41. Always make a great first impression. Once when I was on a tour, the tour leader introduced herself, but I was a little distracted and didn't give her the attention I should have. She sized me up immediately as a problem child and everything went downhill from there. Be extra alert when you first meet people, especially leaders, and listen carefully to their instructions and directions. Put your cell phone away and don't answer emails or text messages during the critical first 10-minute introduction. The rest of your trip will go much better. I guarantee it. 42. Always pull, not push your bag down the aisle in an airplane. There is a powerful concept in the lean world called pull and push. You want everyone to pull from you based on their true demand. If you push something on someone, there will always be waste. Think of all the wasted food the airlines pass out that is not eaten. I shouldn't say pass out. It's actually pushed out. An example of the airlines ignoring the lack of demand or pull for the actual food. They're just pushing it on you whether you want it or not. The same goes for how you move down the aisle of an airplane. In this case, remember your lean principles and pull your suitcase down the aisle. If you want everyone in the aircraft to think you have a low IQ, push your suitcase down the aisle instead of pulling it. You will soon steer it into the side of the chair and hold up everyone else on the aircraft. Pulling works much better in manufacturing and in travel. 44. Always make travel a top priority in your life. Travel will fill your mind with understanding and your heart with friendships that will transform your life. The one thing, a small, consistent routine is a thousand times the power of a Herculean discipline.